go. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to... Um, Who's Anal Lizzie and Gentleman? Come on. Well, uh, all right, Lizzie and gentlemen. Welcome to Anal Bleaching with Chris Novoselic. I'd watch that. <laughs> Who's Chris Novoselic? He's the bass player of Nirvana, wasn't he? The really tall one. I'm not cool enough for Nirvana. The tall one that had really, really long hair, went bald and wouldn't accept it. So okay. he so he, he almost looked like the one in the wheelchair out of Little Britain for a bit. I want that one. Do you know what I mean? Did he actually sit in a wheelchair? Uh, no, but I've got a what up about a wheelchair. Of course you have. And why wouldn't it's you? Pre- it's pretty insane, to be honest. Let's and go it, with that it, one first, then. You know, you know where you go if you, you see something... Sometimes it's someone falling off something, mm. and like as it, like the kids are all just laughing. But as an adult, you can acknowledge that, oh man, that's gonna hurt. So you do that kind of, oh god, oh, my god, do you know what I mean? So you kind of half laugh, but you know you shouldn't really be. That's because you're waiting for them to get up. Because you want to know if if they're fully, they haven't Christopher Reeved themselves. Yeah, um, yeah, they've not stood up looking like a Picasso. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I, I got sent this little you know clip, and then I was like, what is this? And so it's a prom in America, right? And the prom queen... Well, actually, I can't even say if it's in America anymore because we have proms here now, don't we? We didn't when I was a kid, but oh, apparently we have proms invited. all over the world. We just import everything, don't we? Did, did we so anyway, here? They do now. Can't I think they did even at, like, my brother's age. So, you know, but they didn't when I was a kid. No, they didn't when I was. But, um, yeah, so it's... Okay, it could be in America. It could be anywhere, in it, if everyone's having proms. Anyway... So the prom the prom queen is in a wheelchair, right? Um, I don't know whether she's the genuine winner or whether they picked her because she's in a wheelchair. It's hard to tell these days, isn't it? But um, and I can talk like that because I was in a wheelchair, so it's fine. It's one of those things, isn't it? And um, anyway, so she's there, and the the king is there, I guess, sort of dancing, whatever. And then well, the while she's in a wheelchair, so he's kind of dancing around the circumference. I guess kind of a little bit like that, yeah, like a satellite. Um, well, the song hasn't started yet at this point, right? So, so she's why is there. he dancing? Everyone's cheering. He's coming in. I think he's holding her hands, like, ready to go. Like, what's the DJ going to play? <sighs> Bated breath. What we're thinking, like, nothing compares to you by Sinead O'Connor. You know, um, No Sacrifice by Elton John. You know, well, it's going to be emotional, whatever it is. What is it? Either one of those would have, would have been so just bad. Ev- everyone's looking at the DJ, and um, it kicks in with their cheering, isn't it? When your legs don't work like they used to before. Right. And then you just hear, because the thing is, I thought, oh, no, someone's overdubbed that. No one would actually do that in the real world. And then the booing starts and you see people pointing and go mad. So I give it a quick Google and there are news stories about it. And a DJ actually did that. I mean, that's, like I say, yeah, because you would, wouldn't you? You'd be like, oh, mate, come on. What are you doing? Like, even I was watching it going, oh, God, like that's outrageous. What did he just, what did he switch it to? I don't know. I don't know. It, it was just a little TikTok thing, and it cut off by that point. But I mean, that's next level, isn't it? I mean, but all I thought was like, one, it's outrageous. The poor girl, like, wow. Yeah. But but the other thing was, dude, that DJ's got some balls. Because that room done it is on full purpose. of people. Yeah. It's no way you can do that by accident. Even if you went, do you know what? I love this song by Ed Sheeran. Your legs don't work like they used to before. You know, like maybe they've gone a little bit wobbly because, you know, you, you're overcome with like emotion and, and whatever. Okay, I get that. I'm going to pick that one. I'll load that one up. Here comes the prompt. Oh, fuck me. Right, change that. That's what you do straight away, isn't it? You wouldn't go. Oh, it's, in the, oh, it's in the. It's in the. It's in the iTunes list now. I've loaded it up now. <laughs> And it's not like in the old days where you've got like a record, a vinyl, and you've had to... Right, I'm going to put that on that. Right, right I've done that. 
that's a ball like in it to have to do that. He's yeah. just got he's just press just skip. Skip. If he had a thing he could have scratched it, but when your legs don't jive bunny. Everybody come on everybody come on everybody which is quickly it's as bad if you had someone there who was a sex offender who liked to wank on to people. That would have been even worse. I ever had that was Jive Bunny the Master Mixers. Was it? Mm-hmm. I used to think, well, what do you mean by come on, everybody? And then I used to get it mixed up with uh, get up on the balcony and come on, everybody. And then it was all confused in my head. Yeah, and then the police turned up. Yeah. It's when you turn up at a wedding um, and the the bride's called Eileen. Play that play that Dexys Midnight Runner song I like. Don't. Please don't. <laughs> Poor old Eileen. Every Look party she went to. She Unbelievable. Went, she went home. Hair's a mess. Dripping, in it? Get Eileen in a taxi, not in my fucking taxi again. No, that's 50 oh quid. <laughs> I've, got to, I've got to have it cleaned. That's not gone up, is it? I remember oh. getting in a cab when I was probably early 20s, and it was like, if you vomit in the cab, it's 50 quid. If you get in the cab now and vomit, it's 50 quid. I inflation, you still inflation, know that. <laughs> inflation's touched everything but vomit in the back of cabs. That's true. Yeah, yeah, you all right? I don't yeah. think I've ever thrown up in the back Prom- of a cab, have you? What I had written down was prom queen legs. And I've done that now, but it's it's a good it's one. Outra- it's, it's outrageous, though, isn't it? That is a what up. That uh, is actually, like, it's not political. It's not you know, but it is like, what the hell was he what thinking? Were you thinking? And the reason I'm saying he because you don't even see the DJ. I just assume only a man can be that insensitive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or stand by me would have been just as bad. Stand by me, yeah. Yeah, we can we could do this all day. There's an hour of these in there oh. somewhere. Oh, go on, flying without wings, no. Um, that one's fine, because she's not got wings. Not, no, she hasn't, no. Rolling, rolling, that's not a slow song, mate. That's not a slow dance, that. <laughs> Running just as fast as I can. Yeah, it whoops upside your head. All of those ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's a great one. You did send me that, and um, yeah, you just thought... I did hear the boos, but as everyone looked over, I felt bad that everyone booed, because... It was almost um, like, do you know what? They were kind of highlighting it. It was almost in a way they'd just gone. I don't okay. know. I don't it's, know. I mean, it's a great, it's a great attempted defence. If 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 all of a sudden they'd surrounded the DJ booth, you know, like pitchforks at the ready, and he's gone, I need to think quick, mate. I was just highlighting it. I'm just, I want more awareness. Exactly. Yeah. And you know that some people would have gone. Oh, okay, well, I'll let you off then. Well, yeah, her legs don't like like they used to before. I mean, they met each other while she was in a wheelchair. Obviously, because she's always in the wheelchair. We don't know that. I wasn't born in a wheelchair, but I ended up in one for a bit. That's true. That's true. But then you got out of it halfway down the road and rolled it and ran off and left your (laughs) mum in the middle of the street. I did. Shouting, I can walk. While listening listening to Ed Sheeran. (laughs) We just tied it, tied it round there. Unbelievable. Um, it's mad though, isn't it? It is mad. mad. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if you go to supremecbd.uk, um, use the code WHAV for 40% off. Fucking hell. That's like even that's like a quarter way into the... <laughs> the toddlers have... He's a toddler by the time we got to that today. That's... Unbelievable. Sorry uh, about that. Right, go on then. Go on then. Um, what's this? This one was quite good. I heard this woman... This is Fox 13. I don't know how many channels they've got. Michigan woman charged with caring for wildlife without a permit. Oh, for fuck's sake. And then, to make sure that doesn't happen again, 
the state officials uh, killed the animals. That's not funny, is it? What animals were they? Not that it matters. Llamas. What's wrong with llamas? Nothing wrong with llamas. So what's but, their reasoning for killing the llamas then? I didn't read that far, Gareth. She didn't have a permit to look after things. You have to have a permit now to be able to look up. Are you capable of looking after these things? Because if not, we'll kill them. There's a That's permit the world for everything we now, isn't there? I saw a meme about this actually a couple of days ago, which was like 100 years ago, you didn't need a permit for this. And it was like the list was just mental, what you need to ask permission for. I mean, looking after llamas wasn't one of them, I've got to say. <laughs> or maybe she thought, oh, maybe they thought she was she was messing with her hair and she was going to permit. Oh, well played. Yeah. Well played. Although that is more an alpaca, but yeah. <laughs> That is, that's the difference, alpaca, isn't it? To be that's fair, the difference, the I barnet. don't know the difference between an alpaca and a llama. The 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 barnet, basically. Oh, that's how I that's how I tell the difference. Oh, okay, this might be an alpaca then. Mm. What does it look? Has it got fluffy hair that comes up? It has. Oh, goes, al- it's down, but I mean, he's probably just got up. Yeah, that's an alpaca, mate. He's just not putting any product in it. Ah, uh, lazy. If anything, Michigan yeah. woman charged with caring for wildlife without permit animal then animals killed by state officials. This is the world we live in. That's just messed up. Just, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, if it had been a llama, maybe one of them asked a kid to suck its tongue, in which case, you know, get rid of it. But an alpaca, mm. it's done anything, is it? Well, if that had happened, I would have been the first to raise the llama. <laughs> That's good. I like that. They just spit at each other, llamas. <laughs> You've seen that all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's like Strong. being outside a pub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Derby. Derby City Centre. Yeah. Do you know what? It's... morning. It's funny what I find myself doing because we go to farms quite a lot and we have like Ophi loves feeding the animals like the the feed and they're kind of like these little pellets of almost like dried grass and hay I think basically yeah but there's always one bully in every field and it doesn't matter what animals there are there's always one bully and there's they've moved a bunch of the llamas now into a field or pen but quite a big pen with like some of the sheep and they just bully the sheep so you go to like feed some of the sheep and they're like spitting on its head and stuff trying to get rid of it and intimidating it. And it always does, right? But Gemma always tells me off for this. But if one of them's being a bully, if an animal's being a bully, I'll put the seed on its back. It's a good point, yeah. Because then, when it's all high and mighty, alpha, whatever, and everyone else is just eating off its back, it confuses <laughs> the hell out of it. And it just, I think, just knocks it down the, the, the pecking order a bit, I think. I think that's you know? your, your way of levelling it out. I think so, yeah. Yeah, exactly that. That's fine. You can bully the other sheep and goats and whatever, but I will put the seed on your back and they will eat off your back. Mm. And then you're going to have to process that as an alpha. I thought today, I was looking at Andrew Tate's tweets, and I just thought, having a fight in a cage with another bloke with your pants and kicking isn't any different than putting a bunch of chickens in a cage and letting them fight. Not really, no. No. And what we need to do is just put some seed on the back of Andrew Tate. (laughs) And then he'll traffic it. What is that all about? That's weird, isn't it? He's... That whole trafficking. I don't know anything about it, to be honest, to be a comment. I just I hear some of the macho nonsense he comes out with, and it's like, we've spoke about it before, you've got the, the choice of being like a purple-haired <laughs> alphabet ally yeah. or Andrew Tate, as if they're the two choices, the binary choice. What kind of man do you want to be? Neither. No, no neither of them are. No, no thanks. That's the point. That's the world we're living in. Yeah, he's putting... He, I mean, for someone who's up for these sort of charges, he doesn't do himself any favours, put it that way. That yeah. way. Do you know his dad was um, a chess champion and his nickname was the Extraterrestrial? About that, really? Yeah. Really? I didn't know that. Weird. Bit weird, wasn't it? 
But yeah, go on then. That, that was my first one. Women, women are charged for caring for animals. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. twisted, twisted world. Um, Lidl in Ireland, insect burgers, two ninety nine. Not bad, two ninety nine. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? That whole kind of conspiracy theory of like this is what they want you to to normalise, and everyone going as if they're going to normalise that. It's a fucking Lidl, mate. It's in Lidl as well. It's in, it's in Lidl. Like, yeah. We've got a Lidl here, and I get Aldi and Lidl mixed up quite a lot, to be fair. But Aldi's Lidl's, better. I Aldi's find Aldi easier. One up. If you're going to have a, like a pyramid of like Illuminati of shopping, like what do you call them, supermarkets? Yeah. Aldi is slightly above Lidl, isn't it? Really. Farm foods is like kicking around at the bottom somewhere. I quite like farm foods. Uh, yeah, and Iceland, although they've upped their game. Yeah. I think for me, when I when I go to Lidl, this is riveting. When you go to Lidl, um, it's do you know what I find riveting? Shipbuilding. That's such a good... Honestly, that would be a great name for a company. Build ships. Yeah, riveting. But, um, yeah, I think... Because Lidl, they just have stuff and it's all over the place. It's literally a case of um, when you, you, you're carrying loads of stuff up a hill and when you get to the top of the hill, oh, fucking hell, bang. It's everywhere. Whereas Aldi, they go, actually, put that bit over there and that bit over there. So there's a bit more organised... What you do at Lidl is you you don't actually go shopping. You go down there and you ram your trolley into either side of the aisle and see what falls in. What falls then, in, yeah. yeah you get then... home and go, I haven't even got a cat. <laughs> I've got a four-pack of nan. whiskers. <laughs> How did you get in there? A, yeah, I can't even remember what the, what the actual thing... Oh, what, so... Bur- yeah, bug yeah, yeah, sorry, burgers. bug burgers. What yeah. made me think when I, when I saw it is it's like, if you'd have said to someone 10 years ago, what think of three things about China... You go, um, uh, they often wear masks and stuff, walk around the street. They eat really weird fucking food like cockroaches and shit. Um, and they spy on everyone. And it's like, yeah, that's that's here now. They never bring the good bits over, do they? No. Like exactly. lady boys and hand jobs. That's, um, that's more Thailand, isn't it? Oh, yeah. That's, well, that although, makes sense. Do you know what I mean? When, when they named the capital of Thailand, they gave you a clue. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If, you, if you fly out somewhere um, and you have sex with someone that turns out to be a man, do you know what I mean? The place is called Bangkok. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's there. It's written. We, we, they, they always tell you. <laughs> it's not, well, I went to Bangkok with your brother. And then we went on a... And then you went to, and then you went to, to Thailand afterwards. We went to Asia, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've never been to Bangkok. I went to Phuket. Um, we went, <laughs> it's even worse. That's we around the back, home. blowing on the hole. Well, it was mad because we arrived in Phuket. So we've been travelling like fucking however many hours um, from the UK, and we turned up, and it was just chaos. Like it was just chaos, and I just turned into for about thirty seconds a little Englishman, and I went, Do you know, what? if this was fucking Birmingham or something, there'd be some bloody order because this place is chaos. Like no one knows what the hell's going on. And it turned out a bomb had gone off. <laughs> I'll let them off. Yeah. yeah, four bombs have gone off. So that where we stayed in Kowlak, yeah, there was like security all outside the hotel. And it was like you almost had to ask for permission to go out. It was just, it was real mad, yeah. Because um, they've got like this, these sort of rival factions. Um, it's, it's, it's Islamic bloody to like fighting or whatever. But they normally just, they basically just kill each other, which is, you know, that's the best you can hope for, really. But, um, quest. but they started, yeah, it was the first time they attacked tourists. Jesus. The first time they, they, a load of bombs went off, yeah. So I was like, all right, okay, I'll let them, I'll let them be slightly disorganised then. <laughs> Did you not think I want to go home? Um, 
to be honest, when you've sat on a plane for that long in economy, it's like, I'll, I'll just risk it, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'll die here on this hill. Well, that was the thing. After a couple of days, we like we were in within the resort, which was gorgeous, and we were down on the beach, and we were, you know, by the pool and drinking um, prosecco and stuff. It was just, it was beautiful, and I can do that for a couple of days and just chill because it's your honeymoon. It's what you're supposed to do in it. But after that, I'm like, oh mate, I want to go out. I want to do stuff. I want to see the local area. I want to go and see some waterfalls that are down the road. I want to do this and do that. So in the end, me and Jeremy just went. Do you know what? Fuck it. Like we're here on honeymoon. If we get it, final destination, if if we're gonna die, we're gonna die. Mm. Uh, choking on a on a fucking crab stick or getting bombed by a waterfall. I'll just get bombed by a waterfall. It's fine. <laughs> this was before you had kids, obviously. Well, exactly. That's the thing, isn't it? Now yeah. it's like, oh god, I've got other people to worry about. <laughs> just want to off myself. Uh, thinking, uh, yeah, if talking about offing yourself, this doesn't link at all. Fury at BBC's decision to restore statue by evil paedophile Eric Gill, who sexually abused his own daughters and his dog. I don't know how they knew it, it was his dog. Hang but, on. Gone. So the guy went with a chisel and they've fixed it? Yeah. Wow. A, yeah, a campaign against child sexual abuse has slammed the BBC, slammed again, for restoring a statue created by a confessed paedophile. Did he confess? The statue by Eric Gill, a sculpture who admittedly sexually abused his daughters in diaries that were later published, was carved during 1931 and 1932. Took him a year, lazy. One of his many... Well, he was abusing most of the time, wasn't he, to be fair? That's it, yeah. Why couldn't he just... He's only doing it in the dark at night. He always looks so, like, confused. But the statue itself is weird, isn't it? Yes, it's a guy holding a child, I believe, and I think the child a is naked. A naked child. Yeah. yeah, on the front of the BBC. And then when the um, Queen died last year, they projected her head onto the front of the BBC so it looked like she was, like, cradling the statue. It was really fucking weird, but yeah, so strange. It's so strange, yeah. So why would you restore it? Just leave it. Just leave. Or just it. I mean, take it down. Well, yeah, but if you're not going to do that, at least just leave it. But it's not historic. It's not like like you've been saying getting rid of history. It's a statue by a confessed paedophile. And would you do what are they called when they have sex with animals? Bestiality. Bestialitist. <laughs> of a of a of a naked child as well being cradled by an adult. I mean. It's not historic, it's, it's, is it? It's not historic, and it's not. Well, mind you, it's quite. You know, it is the BBC, and it's to be fair. I was oh, going to say it's true. not related to the organisation. Well, but you it chis- is. <laughs> chisel Jimmy Savile's head onto the top of the statue, then we'll we'll, we'll get it. Yeah. That's the thing. I remember watching the footage of the guy up there, and he didn't have a chisel, did he? Thinking about it, he went up there with a hammer, but no he chisel. Did. So I remember watching some of the little videos of it that people put online, and he was hammering away at the pecker of the little child he statue was, and yeah. it was all very quiet he was like i know why you're up there mate and what you, i get it just stop hammering at the adult first <laughs> he was or... actually yeah <laughs> sorry cough um yeah he was got a picture of it yeah and he's wearing like the shoes aren't suitable to be climbing up the side of the bbc building they're um, not slip-ons are they they are they look like they are slip-ons i've got a very bad cough at the moment i'm going to um and drink some of out of my WhatsApp cup. What one? What one have you got next then? Oh, <coughs> that, that was your one. Sorry. <coughs> We've kind of flown. I've. I literally went from little burgers into uh, bloody Thai terrorism. 
So I'm kind of, I've thrown myself out. You've thrown yourself out. I mean, there's a little bit more to this. Following the 1989 revelation of his persistent abuse of his children alongside an incestuous relationship with his sister. I didn't know that bit. Oh, for fuck's sake. So he's, oh, he's at it. And then sexual activity with a family dog. <laughs> Don't laugh. He's, he's with literally... With a name like Gil, at least shag a fucking fish. <laughs> yeah. That's true. He didn't. Didn't have any fish. Calls have been made for the statue to be removed from the BBC's London headquarters. But no, they're not going to remove it. They're going to actually fix it up and uh, keep it there for a, a little bit longer. So, yeah, and um, Dawn can you not just said, Can you not just put some pants on the kid? Like, if you're going to fix it up and you don't want to get rid of the whole thing, just sculpt some pants onto the kid. <coughs> oh, I'm struggling with this cough for a, a little while now. Um, yes. That would have been better. I don't know who uh, we can call. If you know anyone who can sculpt pants onto a ready-made statue, then let us know, and we'll pass on the details to the head of the BBC, which I don't know who that is, but I'm some someone. Someone's or just edit it. Masons. Edit it. Make it, I don't know, just something like the grown-up is Jesus and the kid is like a, a, a midget Nelson Mandela or something. <laughs> Just how much clay you got. Just something interesting. Yeah, no, I'd go for that. Midget Nelson Mandela and a Jesus. Makes the, it makes as much sense as anything else out there it right now. It makes as much sense as what's already there. <laughs> I didn't know he had it off with his sister, if I'm honest. He didn't tell me. I don't know how much that changes things, other than the fact that they were probably abused as children and it's all just gone further down the line. As as, I don't know how often it is that that happens because it's one of those things, isn't it? That's like accepted that the abuse becomes the abuser, but just because you accept things as reality doesn't necessarily mean that's actually how it goes. I don't know what the actual percentage is of people that are abused that become abusers. So I don't know. No, and that's very small. Yeah, because you'd only be counting them within that. Yeah, it's 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 like like Bill Bill Gates said, you can uh, you can say lie with numbers. And stats can lie with statistics, you can. Um, go on, let's go move statistics. on from there. For the... So there's a story um, this week in the BBC saying record numbers of people in the UK, they're saying over 2 million, uh, are off work ill, unable to work because they're ill. That's, that's weird. Um, following on from the Daily Mirror story last week, um, that they're, the excess deaths between um, May and December 2022 are in the tens of thousands, and no one seems to be able to explain why. Well, I don't have a clue. What do you reckon? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think if, if something new has come along in the last couple of years that wasn't there before um, that could have, um, you know, had an impact. We've had a really quite... The last three years have been really kind of... I floated through them, really. Yeah, yeah. But a couple of mild lockdown, mild winters. Um, yeah, but it, it does make me laugh because I read the articles and I was thinking, what are we suggesting here? And because the statistics are non-COVID related, not that I believe in that nonsense anyway, but it's saying that these excess tests are not related to that. They can't suggest it's that. So go on then. And they try and throw yeah. in some waiting lists and they try and throw in some, you know, mistreatments during lockdown, which, you know, fair point that that will contribute to it, of course. Um, and 
also people dying at home because they can't get appointments or don't want to get appointments that's also part of it people don't want to go into hospital anymore because why the fuck would you you sit in the waiting room and leave with something you didn't have when you arrived um like a child but, but they um alarma but they 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 never once mention it it's never even once sort of mooted or put in and questioned um and that to me is just ridiculous how can you, you know, a new drug has come onto the market and been forced, thrust, slammed upon the whole entire population and you've not even considered. And you know they have. You know the journalist has considered it. Of course they have. Um, but either it's not got past the editor or they've thought, you know, or the editors thought this won't get past Silicon Valley. And this was an interesting thing. We were talking, I was talking to Henry Willis today and I was saying to him, where's the power lie? in a newsroom i'm thinking he's going to say the editor because they have the final say on on what goes in um but actually saying because people don't buy papers really anymore everything is done online and every sort of every it's all clickbait in it and it's all on socials and so actually silicon valley is is the one that has the final say because editors will go okay that's a good story yeah we can oh well that's that's going to affect our algorithm if i put yeah, that out yeah. so actually it all goes back to the same to the same people absolutely i didn't actually think of that i mean it's, so it's both ends like they always they, they always play so they're choosing which what information gets into the system anyway and then they're choosing which what information is going to get any traction on the way out yeah and i and i said to him i said you know what? i hadn't even considered that and now mm. you've said it i'm thinking new york post or hunter biden do you know what i mean like the new york post had that whole thing with hunter biden's laptop before the um election at selection and Facebook and Twitter completely suppressed it. Hmm. And Zuckerberg admitted it, didn't he, on Joe Rogan that they suppressed it. They were told to suppress it, so they did. And it's like... It's all very messy at the moment. And then you've got Musk coming out the other day. I think the one, one I've got Musk, he, um, he's talking, he's basically pretending that he's against George Soros. Yeah, I saw that. He said he's like Magneto, didn't he? <laughs> Which is kind of funny. Because he kind of does look more like the guy from Star Wars, the baddie from Star Wars. Not 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 Darth Vader, because obviously he's got a mask on, you wouldn't know what he looked like. Um, Are you going to say Jabba like... the Hutt? No, I wasn't. There is um, another older guy that looks withered and not Bill Withers. Um, he, I don't know his name. I'm not a Star Wars fan in that sense. Um, but yeah, he came out and said that, that George Soros is like, um, he's like a, what did he say? He said that he's, he's like Magneto. Magneto. X Men, wasn't it? Yeah, but then he so he's setting himself up for being if that's Magneto, is he saying that um, then he is Iron Man, which he appeared in briefly in a well, scene. They, someone replied to him saying how Soros is actually a wonderful person and he actually has really good intentions and people don't understand that so they turn on him. That was Brian Krasenstein, I've got it right in front of me. So he said yes, Magneto's experience he says, fun fact, this guy's a moron, by the way, um, paid moron. Um, Magneto's experience during the Holocaust, he's saying Magneto as in Soros, as a survivor, shaped his perspective as well as his depth and empathy. Soros, also a Holocaust survivor, gets attacked nonstop for his good intentions, which some Americans think are bad merely because they disagree with saying something else. Um, no, he um, he helped um, helped the... Nazis find people and loaded it up. From what I can tell, didn't he help load some of their goods into? 
well, there into was, the trucks. Yeah, and it, there he was, was the... basically helping. That's why he's being able to do what he can do from now. He was never, he was never on the right side of things. Even though he was a scared, frightened boy, I get it. He was a terrified, frightened boy. I completely understand that. So what he's saying in one sense, that um, shaped his perspective. Of course it did. But that doesn't mean <laughs> that doesn't mean now as an adult that, that his, intentions, that his are intentions are good. No, no. People's takeaway from that sixty minutes interview where he said, you know, that they that he used to basically after they'd taken Jewish people off, he he had been under the wing of this guy that looked after him and basically pretended that he wasn't Jewish. Um, that he would help basically steal their stuff essentially yeah and the and the the interviewer says you know that must have been very difficult whatever and he says not really it was was no problem that's the takeaway um but but the bigger takeaway i find from that interview is where he's talking i think my dad quotes it quite a bit where he's saying like i'm just here to make money Mm. like i i have absolutely no social um, conscience i have you know paraphrasing but i have no social conscience basically i I know i don't care about the implications yes societal implications for any of the things I do I'm just here to make money and now all of a sudden we're supposed to believe that this guy is all about helping people it's absolute nonsense it is and then the knock-on of that is good cop bad cop now Musk is using that obviously in a way to play the good cop and look how nice I am although I've just um hired someone from the World Economic Forum to run Twitter um it's all nonsense do you think people actually starting to cotton on to this how, how painfully poor these things are now because it's so obvious, and, it, yeah. and it, it's cartoon obvious. No. Oh, completely. I mean, that was our, our question this week to people. Like, you know, since he's hired those people, have your views of Musk changed? And I've got to say, most most of the replies were, no, I will never trust him anyway. Well, that's great. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I mean, why would you? Like this, it's one of those things. Is those people that what? It's like, oh, he talks a good game. Yeah, a lot of people talk a good game. Does he play a good game though? Because that's what you judge someone on. No, you, he don't, doesn't. you don't no, he judge doesn't. how good a footballer is on his post-match interview. You judge what he does on the fucking pitch. And so Musk can say this is that. He can say AI um, is a threat to humanity. Okay, st- quit Neuralink then, dude. Hmm. Like, stop it. What he, yeah, just stop it. It's very simple. Just stop it. <laughs> just put it stop down. It. Pack stop it up. It. But just also, stop, when, when... stop killing alpacas. <laughs> when um, but then when we do these surveys and stuff. We also kind of got to take on board that the people that are looking at the work that do genuinely kind of agree with our way of seeing the world as well. So it's yeah, really hard yeah. to get a firm yeah. grasp on. It can on... be an echo chamber, you're yeah. right. Although to be fair, mate, with with Musk, like when I about two or three weeks ago, I didn't I didn't know what to do in terms of because I lost the blue tick, right? And I couldn't give a shit about that. It didn't bother me. I didn't ask for it, um, and I got it for a previous career anyway. So it's not like it was relevant to me now anyway. So it didn't bother me. I didn't know this. But I did see that I, that my interactions were dropped. They plummeted. Right. Um, and I was still limited to this two-minute 20 um, video. Um, and so I was having to cut down my monologues um, for the show. And then a couple of times, Fred had to edit two, so split it in half. And it became a bit of a ball ache anyway. And I, I found myself reading even faster the autocue. And then Fred sped one up, didn't he, one week? It sounded like Alvin and the Chipmunks. Just to try and get it in that two-minute yeah. 20. And I was like, do you know what? I'm not a regular person in the sense that I am trying to create content. So for the sake of a tenor, sod it. Shall I do it or not, basically? I don't know. You know, what do you think? And I put it out there and, and lots of people that I would think were were on our side of, of, of things, you know, gave me a bit of shit, really. 
about the idea of you know you just you know who gives a shit he, he's doing this he's doing that he, he's he's got a business to run mate like really defending him and i was like mate i'm not having a go i'm not a fan but in this instance i actually wasn't having a go it's his business he can run it how he sees fit that's like whatever isn't it but um but those kind of people have changed their tune now after this world economic forum um yeah. acquisition because you know he he's she's not there to make the, the tea i mean she's ceo exactly. or, or, or is it is it COO, like she's a, a chief operations manager or, 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 or whatever it is. A coup. I don't but, know. Um, I used to um, have a, a guy, Taffy, who used to drive our bus and was our roadie, lovely guy. And when we used to play pool, he used to call it a coup. <laughs> you pass me the coup. Well, I think you'd be, um, with all of that and where we're heading and Elon Musk contributing to the artificial intelligence and all that, Nonsense, which would be fine. We'll just spill orange juice on it and pour urine on it. And I know you've got a urine story as well. Um, Tom Hanks, though, don't worry about it because when this um, strange fella um, with strange friends dies, Tom Hanks says, I will star in movies even after death. So that'll be fun to listen to. So Woody will literally will be stiff as a board. Um, then Tom Hanks, I will star in AI movies after death. Tom Hanks, who predicted the rise of AI in the film industry 20 years ago. No, he didn't. After working on the 2004 computer animated movie, The Polar Express. So he's been in a movie and then he's predicted something. It, what? Um, he stated that he needed, he intends to star in AI movies even after his death. So that would be wonderful. So basically, even after they're dying. You know that part of this occult thing that I talk about in Hollywood and going back to Rome and Nemi and all this um, stuff with Diana's mirror and being, it all comes back to being immortal. They're obsessed with not dying and being immortal. And this is another way that they're expressing this came, this same kind of psychology of living forever. Obviously they, they can't live forever, but they are, it's part of all of this occultism that they, they're going to cheat death. And that's all, that's kind of a nod and a wink in that sense. It has a deeper meaning if you understand, um, this information that Hollywood is all about being a star, and obviously the stars, they they don't live forever, but they die. They they live for a long time. Why would you want to still work even after you're dead? Like that's like the one good thing about death, isn't it? That you don't have to go to work in the morning. <laughs> you're looking such a sunny outlook on life, isn't it? Because at least when I'm it, dead, I don't have. I don't to... have to go to work. Oh, yeah, oh, just true. Do you know what I mean? No one is ringing the bell to wake you up. Do you know where that comes from, the the dead ringers? Um, it's when you sit down too fast. There used to be <laughs> there used to be people that used to have to work in graveyards back in the day because they used to bury people a lot that were maybe just in a coma or whatever. Oh yeah. And yeah, and they would they would have a bell down into the coffin, and if people woke up, they would have to ring the bell and be like, "Shit, dig that one up, it's still alive." I remember this because they hung over the top, didn't they? The yeah, top of the mad, grave bit. I can remember seeing them. They don't do that anymore. Fuck it. Well, they got a mobile phone in there. Fuck knows. But it's mad, isn't it? It's like, what a job. I remember now. I've never ever put that together. The stick that's over the top that almost looks like a hangman with the bell on it. Yeah. That's what that is. And yeah, that's, mean... what, that's what it was. Yeah, a dead ringer. Oh, so I'm assuming God. that that's where the, the saying comes from in, in terms of, oh, you're a real dead ringer for so-and-so. Almost like they're, they're uh... not actually dead. You're, you know. Oh, them. wow. It's, it's a weird kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, I never knew that. Although I can imagine if I'd have had that gig, like, as a youngster, because it, I'm assuming it's minimum wage, sat in the graveyard. I'm, I'm like this. 
Just sat listening to a podcast. Headphones on. Take your fucking headphones off. What? <laughs> it's a fucking... Jesus Christ, it's like the Sistine Chapel. Yeah, it's like yeah. fucking wind chimes. <laughs> it's good. It's jubilant bells out there. Fuck that, put the headphones back on. Yeah, what half's good this week? Who was that? <laughs> Mike Oldfield, that was it, wasn't it? Yeah, Tubular Bells. Bells. Like the Exorcist, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Go on. A, milli- a million migrants. Not my fault. Um, it's not. It's all. Is that a take that song? A million migrants. A million. A later. Um, that's what they're saying now because they're basically they're not even bothering to stop the boats, despite saying stop the boats. Um, that actually they're saying by the end of the year it could be a million. Wow. I mean that's just, that's just mental. Where are we gonna? Where are they all going? Well, that's the point, isn't it? It's just it it just changes everything. It changes. Are they flooding into the cities? I know saying they sounds like they're not human. I'm not blaming them. I mean, if someone offered me Disneyland or, like, hanging out the back of Asda and that was my country, I'd go to Disneyland. I'm not blaming them. Um, but but it's a shit life anyway for them. I mean, is it shit, if it's not as shit as the life they had before. Well, it depends. I mean, you, you look at the, the some of these people, where, where they're coming from and what they look like when they're coming over. They're not coming from a war zone. Dude's in Levi's. Do you know what I mean? And they're all there. Like, there's there's footage of some of them on boats, like taking photos with a fucking, like a fucking selfie. Yeah, they are. Oh, you can afford yeah. your phone, can you? Yeah, yeah. It's madness. And a million. I mean, so what they've been promised over here? A mobile phone and all day in, I think. But it's just mad, isn't it? Like that's just that's just not sustainable. And I remember it just reminds me of of um, Germany when they had I think it was about six million people went into Germany, and it was like. It just changed complete demographics because there was one place not far from where we were staying in Bavaria where you had this old Bavarian village where they still had the like totem pole in the middle and all this sort of stuff. It was like, you know, and I think it was a village of like 700, 800 people and they'd house something like a thousand Syrians. It's not Bavaria anymore then, is it? Is it it's a political thing? Like, are they going to get them to vote one way? Well, this, I think that on a on a... Well, yeah, they vote fucking Labour, wouldn't they? Yeah. That on a um, on a base level, maybe. But I think it's all about, you know, destroying countries and and social cohesion and just uh, fucking chaos, mate. Just, just it's a colour revolution. I think it's just chaos. Yeah, it causes as much chaos as possible. Take take away because um, if you've got a nation full of people with some roots and some history within that nation, then they're gonna you know, fight against some of the changes that you want to implement. Nah, balls to that. Whereas, you know, if you flood a place, and it, it goes the other way, like people listen to that, they go, fucking racist. Well, no, it would be the same if you took a load of lads from Manchester and st- stuck them in, I don't know, f- fucking Fez or something. It would change the whole fucking of it, would dynamic of the place. It's just like, not it's... a racist thing. It's, it's a, just a fact of the matter that, obviously, if you change something, like, it's an infiltration nation basically and it doesn't mean yeah, that you're it. having to go at the people it means that that's just a circumstance a knock-on effect and this is where george soros comes back in oh yeah with his open society foundation yeah this is exactly where it comes in. Yeah. and that's the whole thing with biden as well he's there to destroy america and that's what's happening at the southern border like it's like anything if, if you if you looked at it on on this level where you you said to someone even these lefty lovies right you go it's okay where are you all going oh we're all going to uh, prague for the weekend okay that sounds great on this flight, we haven't checked anyone's passports and we haven't checked anyone's bags um, through the scanner. 
and we haven't had any police dogs around sniffing for explosives. Is everyone okay with that? How many fucking lefty lovies would go, ooh, fucking hell? And they would be out there seating out. But it's fine for them to come into the country then without any checks, without knowing who on earth these people are. They can just disappear and, and do what they like. And I'm not talking in the sense of, you know, everyone needs fucking ID cards. But, you know, Interpol is there for a reason. If someone has, you know, killed someone in a certain place and they're on the run, I don't think I want them living next door. I've got to say. And you wouldn't know. No, that's the point, isn't it? No, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. Well, there's that big march in, in London today. Was it mostly Muslims, was it? I think it was London. Was it I, I saw a I saw a big march, but I saw it tweeted by that Paul Golding guy from Britain First. He's in my timeline all the fucking time, and I don't follow yeah, the guy, but he's always either. showing up. And they're obviously some... sowing seeds of dissent and and, and oh yeah, of course divide, they are. Yeah. And with some of those things, like they, you know, you you look at it and it's like, oh, you know, this is a march in in London of like ten thousand people, all you know, with banners and whatever. And then the comment underneath it will go, fake news, this is in Birmingham two years ago. Yeah. I don't think that makes sense. And also, any... why are they posting it and what what's the connotation? So well, yeah, I mean, you know, for, yeah. Like, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? But I th- just think, I don't know, Britain's just a million. What the fuck? <laughs> well, we can't afford to even... Where are, they, where are people working? Where are people working? Where well, are people no living? Yeah. There's no jobs. Well, you can it's see just... the state when you walk through, like, I mean, Derby's bad, but... I mean, Derby's fucked, mate. Yarmouth, fucked. not far from here. It's bad. I mean, that's always been bad, but that—I mean, it's really bad. And um, you just say it's just sinking it on purpose. It's just infiltrating it and sinking the whole system to do then provide a solution, which will be the the three major, possibly the three major states, the three major zones. As they well, if you point. think if you think about it, you look, you go right. The breakdown of the family unit, um, the sexualization of kids and destruction of their mental health. Therefore, you're destroying future generations and the adults of tomorrow. The attack on women um, and and the confusion in terms of gender. Um, so so then you, you're you're creating a you know a downturn in reproduction at that point. Sperm levels are are going fucking just down the toilet. Some from the injectables, some from the food that people are eating, some from the fact that we're surrounded by fucking radiation all the freaking time. Some from come on Eileen. Some from come on Eileen. She's all right. She's laughing. And then you, you then look at the fact that the economy's fucked because you've locked everything down for fucking months and months on end. Plus, you've printed printed so much money that inflation's just gone mental. You, you, you've you opened the borders and you've so you're just destroying, you know, that social cohesion. So you've got people are angry. You've got people fighting against each other. Um, you, you put energy, a, a manufactured energy crisis so people can't afford to live. Um, you know, you just you're destroying farms and small businesses and, and attacking the food supply. You're literally just fucking everything. It's all come up once in three it's or come four up once, years. Yeah. It's all and it's come like there's once. no way this is happening by accident. It's of course like, oh, it isn't. Rishi Sunak's incompetent, is he? Oh right, so is it Rishi that's doing it in Holland then? <laughs> is he doing it there? Is he doing it in America as well? <laughs> he's not competent. He's just not in charge. That's he's the, totally well, yeah, competent. Totally. He's doing exactly what he's supposed to do. Look like a complete incompetent fool. Um, it. It's going to go on, and I wonder where it's going to end. Actually, something I would like to, because some people will pick up on what you said about Biden and letting everyone, all these people in through the border, and then you got Trump on the other side going build a wall. So that, what would your take be? Just say in isolation, you've got those two things. It looks like, oh yeah, you go with Trump then, wouldn't you? Because build a wall. We know that obviously he's bowed out by the Rothschilds, and he's just as much as a gangster as as anyone. Um, is that just a case of them playing both sides 
and putting a, a fake opposition, like a fake hero, in in the place. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And and a few people are waking up to Trump, and they did when you know when he went and started bombing in Syria and shit. That's when people went ah. Mm. But then some, you know, some people kind of fell for him again at certain points. The guy's a total fraud. And they're desperate to have fraud. someone save them. Just have this next. But that's as well, the point, but... isn't it? But you have to. You own both sides. Yeah. That's well, the thing, isn't it? Hillary or Trump. They're related. You know, Sunak or Starmer, AIDS or cancer. Yeah. What do you want? You choose. Yeah, it's your you... choice. You got free well, choice, it. mate. You have to step out of the system. People <laughs> died so you could vote. Unfortunately, Not those two choices they didn't. <laughs> no. No, they didn't. No, they didn't, and they unfortunately they didn't know. Um, that doesn't mean you don't respect what they did. No, yeah, that's, but it also that's the it, situation they didn't have the information then that we do now. The world was it, different, and it also doesn't matter who you vote for anyway. Because like you know, you, you how how much of our money would Starmer give to Zelensky? He'd give him the keys to the safe. Well, what's Sunak doing? He's giving him the keys to the safe. Hmm. It doesn't make any fucking difference. Because it doesn't. And I thought this today when Mitch Feistein sent me a link to the New York Post. And it was this article, but the, my takeaway from it was, okay, so they've got the New York Post, which exposed the Hunter Biden laptop stuff, so it's supposedly coming from the other side. It says New York Post like that, and there's a, a US flag and a Ukraine flag. It's like, fuck me. Mm. Like, there's no choice. No, it's mixed messaging, and then they have to play, depending on what role they have to play in that narrative of that story, as that's that, this is what this is the the act that we're doing now in the, the play of it all. Zelensky um, is a crook, man. He's just a fucking. He's just a crook. Well, he's and he's on. He's on tour again, isn't he, with his swag bag. <laughs> what did we call him last time? Um, I can't remember now. The jester. He's a jester, isn't he? He's a um, but yeah, don't worry about it. Jada Pinkett is back. Jada Pinkett Smith. This is Will sticking by her. Why would you stay with someone like her? Um, she says white supremacy responsible for Cleopatra's terrible audience score. <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> what was made me even laugh is like one that's just total nonsense obviously and she's completely nuts um, well she is nuts but she's not stupid but Cleopatra wasn't black or African sorry she wasn't African um, she was Macedonian and Greek um, so but this is a whole scheme that that, that, um, that she was doing like a whole bunch of films called um, what was it called she was celebrating um, African queens. Right. But this woman wasn't an African queen. So it didn't even fit into the fact that... So she was behind the film. And she's saying, well, it, it's it's um, it's white supremacy. But you're, you're pushing a African queens-themed bunch of films where one of them isn't an African queen. To celebrate, um, so they are upset because James, so the the, the um, actress Adele James, probably a very nice lady, um, she is a African woman, she's a black woman. Um, they she, they are upset, she says, um, Pinkett. They're upset because James is black and Cleopatra wasn't. But okay, but if you're playing a part of a character we've had this discussion and obviously it's insane you want someone who looks like the person that's the whole point in the thing if, if they're you... a historical figure yeah, yeah of course otherwise yeah. you get benedict cumberbatch playing nelson mandela yeah or or if the character ha- has a background that says come from africa and that's part of their character and it's part of their powers or part of their lineage even in a fictional character you still have to keep that or it's not the same character that's the point it's even a fictional character will have a historical and 
and ethnic roots to the reason why they are the way they are. Yeah, um, it's, like Anne, it's like Anne Boleyn on that, yeah. when they had the Anne Boleyn. It's like, I've seen pictures of Anne Boleyn, I've seen paintings of Anne Boleyn. Yeah, they had they they, they had a black woman playing African uh, playing Anne Boleyn. Well, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It's not because you. It just isn't what it is. So it's a completely different story. Them, right. So they are upset anyway. She says because James is black and Cleopatra wasn't. The celebrated Egyptian queen was a direct descendant of the Macedonian Greek Ptolemy first, and her physical features were mass Mediterranean, not African. But Netflix series as part of a project called African Queens. And executive executive producer Jada Pinkett Smith says her goal is to represent black women by not by making a film about a story about a woman who isn't a black black person. I'm looking forward to Joan of Arc. <laughs> She's fucking insane. This is the world we live in. Like everything is what it isn't. Alice in Wonderland. That's the That's thing. And are. also was it was it white supremacy that, that made Black Panther a fucking box office smash? Was she in Black Panther? No, but do you know what I mean? Like, you, you can't have it both ways. No, you can't. No. But also, if you're making a film about someone who isn't actually... You're making a film series about an ethnic race, like a collection to celebrate black African women by using a story that's not about a black African woman. Isn't that slight... Black African women, there's plenty of stories out there you could have told, but you oh, chose yeah. not to. And also, people don't have to like your film. Well, exactly. Especially they, just, they just might not like it or want to watch it, and that's <laughs> fine. Like, yeah, I've 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 played loads of gigs that no one came to. I, I didn't think that they were being racist. Just they were, didn't, Gareth. didn't they fancy were. it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, that was a yeah. So that's this. Uh, she's obviously not not very well, lady. But um, how much she knows about what's going on? I would say she knows quite a bit, to be honest. But. Um. She sounds like a bit of a dick. Um, is, Mo- yeah. So the next story is a guy called Liam Dick, um, <laughs> right, who plays football for Wraith Rovers in Scotland, and he's just signed a new contract at the club. So what did Wraith Rovers put out as the big headline on their social media? Oh, it's really something with Dick, obviously. So we've got Dick. He signed a new contract. Okay. Um, sign my dick. Dick extension. On their official Twitter, oh, Dick Extension. Amazed. Liam Dick has signed a new contract. I love shit like that. I love it. Someone at work has gone home a happy person. Yeah, because it's great. It makes me laugh because it makes me think of... I'll never forget it. We had a lad come through the ranks at Derby called Callum Ball, right? And he was supposed to be this next big thing. I don't know where he ended up in the end. It didn't quite, didn't quite make it big time. But he scored twice against Coventry City. And I was at the game, me and my mate Albino. Scores twice. Derby win the game. Right, and the headline the Derby Evening Telegraph went with "Ball Bags 2. <laughs> and you like, there's oh, no man. way, there's no way. Like, if you're the editor, you go, "What have you got there?" That's brilliant. Just put it go in there. That's genius. It's funny because it's not offensive. It's not. It's cheeky. It's cheeky. Yeah, and cheeky's yeah. fine. Yeah. Cheeky's fine. We need but, yeah, more cheeky. That's, that's what we need. Dick I would say that this show's cheeky. Some would say it's offensive. I would Some say would. <laughs> What, what, what are you saying about Jesus again? It's a cheeky fella. <laughs> it's a cheeky fella. Uh, yeah, so um, Captain, this made me lost, isn't it, your dad? Um, 
they don't mind telling you now, do they? Um, even if you think this is just symbology and not literal, they still like a nod and a wink. Captain America 4. So there's four of them out now. Rumoured to include a Marvel villain team called the Serpent Society. There you go. And guess what the actual film's called? So it's Captain America, the New World Order. Is it really? Actually, it's called the New World Order, and the baddies are <coughs> the Serpent Society. So See, this is funny, because Marvel put quite a few, few bits and bobs out, don't they? There's a few bits and bobs out there, um, which is what made me kind of go, hmm, about, you know, during the COVID era, when they were, you know, insisting everyone was jabbed and all this sort of shit, and it was like... The two don't marry up unless you're on the side of what you're putting out. And it is, like you say, a nod and a wink. It's hard to know. Um, I can't. I get DC and Marvel mixed up. I can't remember who Spike Lee is. Which one does he run? It's Marvel, isn't it? I, I genuinely can never remember which one is which. Um, but he Spike, seems like Spike Lee's decent. Marvel, isn't he? Is he? He seems like a fairly decent fella. So... Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know, but it was he's interesting to me. Now, though, isn't he? he is, yeah, he died a few years back. Um, but yeah, Captain Zeri so probably is not in charge of what's going on now. Um, but yeah, the Serpent Society. So obviously, a nod and a wink here to to these uh, old rumours of the reptilian types, and uh, it's called the New World Order. So fuck it, just tell them. Fuck it, put it out there. Put it out there. So that made made me laugh, but also I'm, I might go and see that. Let's just see what the symbology is in there. But it fascinates me that. That the even these are, even if these are archetypes and they just kind of say that scares people or that just triggers something in their brain, still very very interesting, in my opinion. Would you say that the serpent race of reptiles or whatever eat human flesh? If they, I wouldn't see why it wouldn't bother. If you're going to go to that that, if you order, uh, like just eat. You're going to try to eat it all because it's fucking expensive. So, yeah, I would say they probably would. Okay, perfect. In that case, Spanish influencer, easy for you to say, Spanish influencer eats her own knee. <laughs> right? I saw that and I went, what? <laughs> Do you have to reread it? Yeah. Um, and so she's had a knee surgery and they removed her meniscus. Um, they removed the mini. Well, you couldn't get to the knee if you didn't take the mini skirt off, I suppose. That's it. Yeah, they they remo- removed the meniscus, um, which I, if I remember correctly, is the one that goes underneath the patella, um, and so she had it in a spag bowl, and she's there. It's all chopped up and cooked up with a spag bowl. So she, I guess she doesn't know which chunk is her knee and which chunk is the beef, presumably. Um, see, when you said she just it, eats it, oh god! See, when you said it, I thought it was like, do you know? You get people to get like like nervous conditions like OCD and but really extreme ones where some people will actually cut their arm off because it's like really freaking them out. Have you ever heard of those kind of ones? So I thought because she she had extreme mental health dis- disorder and she was freaked out, so she ate her knee off like yeah. as a nervous condition. But it wasn't the case at all. That was no, the first no, thing that no. popped in my head. There's no need for that. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, it was just in a spag bowl. Spanish influencer influencer annoys me. What does that mean? What does well, it mean? It means that that before you know it, there are going to be a couple of thousand kids out there eating their own knee. So what did she say? She said, can I take that home? Because I've got peckish. Can I stick it? Can I just put, can you put it in a little one of those little see-through they don't bags you... and label it? I won't want to get anyone else's. They don't let you take shit home, though. I've asked. What do you mean you've asked? Well, when they've taken metal out of my leg, I asked to keep it, and they said, no, don't, we don't do that. Which you, you know it means it's gone in someone else. 
That's probably why. That's true, fair. yeah. Just thinking about it. But yeah, they won't let you have it. Nah. Will they? They let you take the placenta home, don't they? I've never tried, to be honest. I mean, your, your child, not someone else's. Or is that yeah. a... Are you going to have... Are you, you going to have... Are you going to eat that? <laughs> Just pop your head around the side and go... Nice fanny. Are you going to eat that? Because, because uh, I'll have it. Just a... Congratulations. It's weird though, isn't it? I don't know whether it was some like deep, dark, kind of almost weird sort of cannibalistic sort of weird thing or whether it was just this will get some clicks. Probably the latter. What, well, so she's done gone through all of that, eating her knee? Well, no, I, I'm assuming the operation would have happened anyway. I'm assuming she's hurt herself. <laughs> I don't think she's gone that far. She's gone six years. This is the one. I'm going to go viral. It might take me six years. Yeah. To pull this off. If I get another thousand followers, I can get a deal with um, Ole. <laughs> well, just cut your fucking knee off then. All right, I'll do that. Bud Light needs a new front person. Anyway. Oh, mate. Bud yeah. Light needs lots of new things, doesn't it? Let's do one more. And then we'll wrap it up because it's late at night, guys. So we've decided to do this later at night. So you can see Gareth's two ring lights there. It looks like Uranus. I've got just one because we filmed the show today, which goes out on yesterday. On yesterday, which is beyond yonder. <laughs> what else goes out on Friday, isn't it? Saturday. Goes out. So we filmed a show today. It goes out two days ago, right? Yeah. And interviewed a guy in America, right? lovely guy um called christopher and we were chatting and we were talking about lots of different things and lots of different therapies and treatments and things that you can do to basically stay out of the the gp surgery really um and then he started talking about obviously like urine stuff which i know is quite big like a lot of people drink obviously their own. Well, people try they, a lot of people do drink their own urine don't they um, yeah they do but that's norfolk yeah and i i mean i i've not done that but you know whatever if it works for have people, you ever drunk people, anyone else's I haven't. Actually. Well, actually, that's not true. Okay, then elaborate. Well, I'll come to that story in a bit. Yep. So I'm there chatting to him. I'm there. I've got a waistcoat on. I'm copying you these days, Rich. And I'm there talking to him. I'm going, all right. And then he just picks up and I, he's just started chugging down, right, on a on a cup of piss. And <laughs> I'm trying to be really, you know, we're talking about medical stuff. So I'm there being like, you know, quite straight laced or what have you. And then he just starts, and, and obviously I couldn't hold it in. So I was there going, oh, wow. And then he just sort of looks at me. I'm like, oh, you're drinking it. And then all I was thinking at that point was, this dude is fucking dehydrated. Is that what you were thinking? Yes, it's dark. It was quite a dark piss. I was thinking, fuck. Like, if, if I piss like that and my wife stood in the bathroom, she'll go, you need to drink more water. I love the fact that that's your first thought, though. I would have gone, I wouldn't want to kiss him. Not now. No, but he's in America, so it's a long way to go for it. It's not going to happen. It's not going to yeah. But no, to, so years and years ago, right, I was um, I was living on the Isle of Wight and a friend of mine had gone off to uni, so I went to stay with him and um, in his digs. And I'm on the floor, like passed out after a night out drinking, as you do when you're sort of 18, 19. Oh, and he got, he got up um, and just booted me in the back, right? So I'm on the floor and I went, oh, fucking hell, mate, all right. What are you doing? What are you doing? Right. And he just started pissing on me. Right, and some of it went in my mouth, and I was just like, "Fuck off!" And they just sort of stumbled out off into the bathroom, whatever. Came back in, I'm like just drenched, so I've like fucked this. I've chucked the sleeping bag off, right? Grabbed his bed um, cover off the bed and just wrapped myself up and gone back to sleep. Fuck it, I'll deal with the stench in the morning. 
So in the morning, right, he's got a right cob on with me. And I've gone, you've got fucking cheek being pissed off with me, mate. He's like, what do you mean? You nicked the fucking cover. I've been freezing all night. Like, why do you think I nicked the cover? What do you mean? And I had to explain to him. He had no idea. What did he say when you said it? He was mortified. And said, don't tell anyone. I went, I won't. And I, I, and I didn't for over 20 years. And now? <laughs> I've not named him. That's true. You haven't named him. I think you, you know said that co- story before. Do you know what's um, confusing me, though, is how much you're obviously muting yourself when you're coughing. So it's really weird for me because I'm just seeing you splutter and die, but I can't hear it. I know. And I've not, to be fair, I haven't coughed like this for about a week and I've just come on again. So I don't know what's going on. Listen to that. It's like Pat Butcher. Oh, oh right, Pat. That's Frank. Frank Butcher used to speak like that. What have you done to me, Pat? What have you done to me, Pat? I've done nothing to you, Frank. You're a fat bastard because you eat too much and you drink every day in the whatever that pub's called, Queen's Ed. Can you remember Nag's Ed? Can you remember what that was a advert for? Where he's walking down the street and he stands or in the through a field and he stands in a cow pat and he goes, Pat, what have you done to me, Pat? Can you remember what it was an advert for? I don't know why I can remember it. I want to say Milky Bar. Okay, right. It's an advert for something that sounds like you've just seen your sister on the other side of the street and you've acknowledged them. Okay, you've seen... You, you've just remembered something you needed to tell your sister and you've got to get her attention. My sister, specifically? Well, any sister. Oh, any sister. I was going to say, that's, that narrows it down a bit more. I mean, um, it could work for a nun, even. For a nun, either. Um, oh, waving over. Oh, remember something. So, if if you just remember something, yes. what would be the first thing you'd think? Like, it's just popped into your head now. You just remembered it. Oh. Oh, Overlean. No. Oh. Oh. Overlean. Now, 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 get my attention. So you said, oh, now get my attention. Oh, here. Nearly. Oh, hello. Nearly. Oh. Ear was closer. Oh. Oh. Oi. Oh, oi. Nearly oh. All of you, lay. Not O oh and not air, but nearly. I. Oh, I. Hi. Oh, I. Close enough. We'll let that go. So we'll have that. So, oh, I. And then and then it's your sister. So what might you call her for short? Sis. Oh, hey, sis. <laughs> Fucking hell. That's good. Oh, hey, sis. It was a um, it was an advert for Oasis, the drink. What have you done to me, Pat? What's it got to do with him standing in dog shit? He stood in cow shit, cow pat. <laughs> oh, of course he did. <laughs> Confused. And then, um, so if you've stood in dog shit and you're feeling quite down, what can you do and where can you get your CBD? Um, SupremeCBD.uk, use the code WTAF and you get 40% off everything. Pat. <laughs> what you done to me, Pat? Oasis. Wonderwall. See you later. See ya. Have a great time. Uh, love yourself. tribute to Jerry Springer. I I don't really have a tribute as much as it was just one of those people that was just sort of synonymous with 
when you got home from school and you just whacked the telly on and you just watched some weird Americans scrapping against each other and then this guy sort of mediating and then he would do his final thought, which was actually quite nice and poignant often. Mm. And right. now he's dead. 